Hello, and welcome to the Neff Canyon Ward podcast. My name is Tyler Slade, and I'm excited to bring you all the cool people of our neighborhood and ward. The goal of this podcast is for all of us to get to know each other better, to create unity through sharing our experiences with others in the gospel. Well, good evening. It's good to be here with the Cannons, Stuart and Elaine Cannon. We're uh, excited to to interview for this week's podcast and uh, to learn more about the Cannons Thank for you. all of us that don't know a ton about the Cannons. So I'm excited about this. Uh, why don't we start, um, Elaine? Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and a little bit about uh, maybe how you met Stuart. Okay. Well, I'm a local Yoko. Um, born and raised here, lived in the same home on Douglas Street right below 13th East between 4th and 5th South for my whole life until I married, which is kind of unusual these days. But um, I'm the youngest of five, and I have um, an older brother who lives in the ward, Ken Smith. I did not know this. (laughs) Everybody's tied together in this ward. (laughs) He's the oldest, I'm the youngest. Awesome. And there's two sisters and another brother in between. So I I just walked to school, elementary school, junior high, and then I went the other direction, walked to high school, and then I um, went to Utah State for a year. Okay. And so which I high school did you go to? East High. East High. Mm-hmm. So did I. <laughs> All right. Um... And then I came home. My mother was not well, and so I came home and went to the U and graduated from the U. And I graduated in elementary education. That was um, what I wanted to do from the time I was in second grade. (laughs) So I I accomplished it. I student taught. I um, taught for a little while at Kearns and Kearns Elementary and worked on planning days for teachers. So I kind of rotated around with teachers while they planned. And then I got a real job at Indian Hill School, just above Foothill Mm -hmm. Boulevard, uh, in third grade and started in December. And I also got engaged that December. (laughs) (laughs) So there was a lot a lot going on, and then um, took the summer off, and then went back the next year and finished. And he was going to school, finishing school. So. Where'd you guys meet? That was helpful. Um, well, I had next door neighbors, the Sanders family, and they also had five kids that matched up to us. Mm. Boy, boy, girl, girl, all the way down, and the youngest one. Uh, even though she was five years older, we were f- friends, and she married Stuart's brother. Mm. And so um, my mother was uh, had cancer, and she was dying. And so Winnie Sanders, the mom, and my friend Susan came over to visit. And <coughs> um, at the end of the visit... Susan said, I think we should get Stuart and Elaine together. Those blind dates. (laughs) And so my mother pipes up and says, 
please follow through with this. Don't let it just be forgotten. And I, I think she was maybe worried about me. <laughs> Never finding anyone, I don't know. But anyway, so we, um, Winnie made sure that she didn't forget. She gave us her symphony tickets, and it was kind of a blind date. I had not seen him or met him until he picked me up for that first date. And um, we just hit it off. Very comfortable with each other, enjoyed each other. Love it. And so we had another date, and then another date, <laughs> and we just kept. You were married in three months. Kept going. <laughs> <laughs> well, I knew I loved him after three months. Good. <laughs> but I wasn't going to be the first to say that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I kept quiet and was very patient. <laughs> he finally came around, didn't he? He did. Yes, he did. <laughs> I'm glad I did. <laughs> so yeah, we've been married almost fifty years. Next month, next year, right? Right. Wow. So it's been a great journey. Congratulations, <laughs> Stuart. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your? Um, I grew up on Capitol Hill and uh, went to West High. Um, a <clears> panther <throat> and a leopard. Mm. Yeah. I know. <clears throat> uh, had a great childhood. We did lots of things, uh, made up a lot of games and different things. Uh, high school was wonderful. Um, played a lot of ball, played varsity baseball and basketball and um, had some really great experiences doing that. Uh, went to the University of Utah and, um, and then following that uh, went to Utah State for an MBA. So I majored in marketing and um, at the U, and then uh, in business at Utah State. Um, after that, I uh, kind of worked in the corporate world for about 10 years, and always wanted to start my own business. So um, after about 10 years, our company had been sold, and I wasn't really happy with the new uh, management that was, had moved in. So um, I thought it was a good time and, and started out. And uh, the first business I, I started was uh, Sylvan Learning Center. I opened the first Sylvan Learning Center in Salt Lake and then had some other businesses. So that uh, was a franchise that you... It was a franchise, yeah. which yeah. was really a great uh, opportunity for us. We enjoyed that. And then I've had some medical businesses as well. And... Um, uh, sold those, and um, just over the last, I guess, th three or four years, I've been retired and uh, have enjoyed that. So it's been a great life. And so you're truly an entrepreneur. Things are, things have been good. I've done a lot of different things. That's for sure. I love that's that. for sure. I love that. So you guys have how many kids then? We have five. Five kids. We have four boys and a girl. Awesome. And. Let's see, eight, eight grandchildren and one Well, they're not, they're not doing good on that. Let's get them going. Eight's not <laughs> enough. We have a couple of late bloomers. All right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, awesome. You know, um, why don't you tell us, uh, let's, let's start with uh, Stuart on this one. What, give us a little bit of your conversion story. Is it, you've always been a member of the church. <clears throat> well, 
since you were eight? Yeah, um, grew up in the church. Uh, my parents were active and and um, always went to went to church and enjoyed that. I think um, the first time that I really felt like there was something to the church was when I was about, I'd guess about 13 or 14 years old. And um, <clears throat> we went to general priesthood meeting. My dad knew the usher and we used to sit in the behind the, ta- the men of the Tabernacle Choir, they always sang. So um, we sat up there and President McKay walked in uh, and everyone stood and, sa- and we sang, we thank thee, O God, for a prophet. Uh, the, the spirit just kind of uh, came over me and I really recognized uh, what people had been talking about uh, when they talked about the spirit. And so I think that was the very first thing that happened to me um, where I really felt like there's something to this and the church is true. And uh, from there, I read the Book of Mormon and, and certainly was, was active. Um, I had an experience that, that kind of uh, changed my life uh, that was related to that. I was playing... Uh, basketball for West, and um, <clears throat> we had a we had a great team. And um, about two weeks before the state tournament, uh, I got hit with something similar to rheumatic fever, and I was out. Uh, I was just out of the tournament, and uh, I couldn't play ball anymore. Uh, I spent uh, a month in the hospital and three months in bed and finished my senior year with a tutor at home. Uh, It was crushing to me because um, I had hopes that perhaps I could play college ball and move on, and that was was my dream. Uh, At that time, uh, college players really didn't go on missions like they do at BYU. They... They may play for a year and go on a mission and come back. Uh, you played for four years, and if you weren't married, then you might go on a mission. But um, I, I remember laying in the hospital at the university hospital, and my doctor came in, and uh, he said to me, I don't know what you're going to do with your life, but whatever it is, it won't be playing basketball. And he left. And uh, I remember this 17-year-old boy just <coughs> weeping oh, and yeah. uh, crying as he had um, really broken my heart. It's interesting how the Lord works because um, as a result of that, uh, I did go on a mission. I went to Florida, and uh, that really changed my life. I had a wonderful mission, and... Um, Learned a lot of things about obedience and discipline and uh, how important that was uh, as a missionary and had a great uh, mission and returned home. Uh, I felt like going through that kind of adversity in my life uh, enabled me to uh, continue on through many times uh, where things were difficult. Uh, 
and I faced hardships and was able to overcome them. Uh, I know that we wouldn't have served a mission later in our life uh, had that particular experience been different Hmm. and that I wouldn't have served a mission. So so I think the Lord really understood uh, what was happening for for my life and uh, for our life and set me on a path that I could accomplish the things that he wanted me to accomplish. Even though you may may not have recognized it at the time. Uh, And I absolutely did not recognize it at the time. Uh, It was a very difficult, difficult, difficult situation. And and that illness really kind of uh, went on even into our marriage where I had some difficulties. But um, it has been a, a... a learning experience wow. to overcome. Wow, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. It's uh, it's amazing how, you know, you as you sit and listen to something like that, how it can just touch you and, and how I feel. You can definitely feel the spirit right now, so thank you. Elaine, tell us a little bit about your experience with the gospel and conversion. Well, I grow, grew up also in a very active home. My dad was in the bishopric for years. My mom served in many capacities in the primary for over 30 years. Um, I used to go visiting teaching with her. You know, I was just ingrained it's what really, you did. In, in my life. And when I was uh, 15, probably 15, 16, I had a friend, um, not a member of the church, who invited me to... Um, the Baptist Church. And of course, that was the first time I'd ever been inside another church. And so I was looking for some commonalities, you know, with our church and mm-hmm. seeing how it was different. And we actually sang a song, a hymn, that we sing in our in our church. So that was, that made me feel comfortable. Yeah, you probably put a <laughs> smile on your face. Yeah. Um, and then I think they had a baby that was christened, which was a little different in a different way than we were used to. Anyway, I think as we were friends, I tried to convert him, and he con- tried to convert me. And he wrote in my yearbook, you can't serve two masters. You either hate the one or you, you know, that's for sure. Anyway, and so it just kind of was a a challenge, a test, I think, for me to see um, how faithful I was, how ingrained the gospel was in me. And I think as I defended the gospel and stood up for it and tried to explain some of our beliefs and things, I think it just was evident to me that this is, you know, the gospel was where I wanted to be, and I, I wasn't. So anyway, that was that was over. I love it. And um, you know, I've just always I've I've loved truth. I've loved the thought of being faithful, staying the course, and and that's what I've always tried to do. When you've struggled spiritually, I mean. What are some of the things that have helped you get through? I mean, 
uh, some of those challenges where you just feel like you're not in the in the spiritual zone you should be? Well, I at that same age I received my patriarchal blessing, um, which has been <clears throat> a guide for me and and given me direction and comfort, and that was one of the things I think that helped. And then I also. Um, that scripture that talks about um, the gifts to give, one is given the gift to know, one is given the gift to believe. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I think I've always been a believer, and I've just kind of hung on to that. And I feel, I feel it, I feel the peace, I feel the. Yeah, I love that. The spirit in my life. And so I've just always wanted to have that. You're so. one of those no doubters. Just go. I love it. Elaine is <laughs> Elaine is good through and through. She's just one of those special women that she's Absolutely. been blessed with the talent of being a believer. I love that, and that is a blessing. Yeah. Did I have to ask? Is was Ken always good to you, or? <laughs> Do we need to go have a chat with him? Yes, he was. Really? Well, he went on his mission when I was 18 months old. Oh, wow. <laughs> so he was gone a lot. You know, he, he did that, and then he came home, and he went to the U. He was <coughs> um, student body president at the U. Then he went into the Air Force, and I'm trying to grow up. Yeah. So when I was about 16... Um, he lived in the ward that I grew up in. He and Carol had a, an apartment, and he was the young men's president. And so I was in the young women's, and that was the beginning. He taught me how to ski. He taught me how to water ski. And so our lives kind of That's awesome. caught up at that point. So that. I've said I've... He said to me when he taught me to ski, he said, just follow me down. Just, okay. Okay. <laughs> Famous so last I, words. <laughs> so I have just followed him down the hill, and I followed him into this ward, <laughs> really not even realizing that when we were looking at this house until <laughs> we started to drive around, and then I thought, wait a minute. How long have you lived here? Um... It'll be 40 years. Oh, wow. Next year. Wow. I got a ways to go. So, a long time. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that. Um, Stuart, you had mentioned earlier about uh, your experience getting called as uh, uh, both of you, mission president. Um, why don't you, uh, I mean, I haven't heard it, so I'm, I'd love to hear how that process went and, uh, and maybe share that with us. That was kind of a unique experience because it's something that you are never prepared for, nor do you really ever expect it will happen to you. Um, we came home one day from lunch, and there was a message on our phone from Elder Perry's office. Uh, his secretary had called and said, Elder Perry would like to meet with you and your wife. And um, so when you get that, you're just like, hey, hon, you might want to listen to this. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I listened I listen to the message. Okay. And then I handed him the phone. 
<laughs> so we called and and um, unfortunately our schedules we had a hard time getting together. We were out of town, and then he was out of town, and so we couldn't meet for about three weeks. That's so would be if I if I ever got that call, it would be that way forever. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are, uh, about th you know th for three weeks, twenty four seven just. You know, what do they want to talk to us about, and what does he want to say? Oh, that's true. So wow. It was really hard. Your that stomach was, would be in a knot. That was that was tough. Yeah. So anyway, we uh, finally did get together, and um, he uh, visited with us. We had a wonderful visit, as you can imagine, uh, with Elder Perry. And um, he, he said, well, the brethren, uh, they tell us that we're not supposed to say why we're interviewing you, but we're interviewing for mission presidents. And, <laughs> and so um, the following week, um, he said, you may or may not get called. And um, so, again, you just have this on your mind. You're, you're in limbo. Uh, you think, is my life about to change? <laughs> Yeah. So I'm driving down uh, 2.15, and uh, my phone rings, and I answered it, and it, it was President Iring's secretary. And uh, she said, you know, can you meet with President Iring tomorrow at 1.30? So, um, we, you know, I got the car corrected. We finally <laughs> said yes. and uh, Got back in your lane. <laughs> <laughs> so we went in to see President Iring, and... Uh, he was marvelous and uh, so wonderful to visit with us. And he said, oh, I see you've met with Elder Perry, so you probably know why you're here. And, uh, <laughs> That's funny. So That's he funny. did extend uh, the call to us, and um, uh, it was interesting because it was quite formal, actually. Uh, he extended a call uh, to me in a very kind of formal way, and then he uh, extended a call to Elaine in a very formal way. And this was after about a, an hour's interview. So, but uh, just a call to serve a mission. Yeah, we didn't know where we were going. Where? <clears throat> so um, now we're, we don't know where we're going, and we have this call. And uh, as this just began to weigh uh, on me, um, and I thought, <clears throat> Well, as I just hope that it's not a new mission. This was when the age change came, and they were oh, yeah. creating a lot of new missions. And yeah. uh, I thought, as long as it's not a new mission, you know, maybe I can kind of move in and take over with what someone has been doing. So we did get our call to the Idaho Nampa mission, and it, it was a brand new mission. Mm. And um, so now we're thinking about this, and as time went on, and I thought and thought um, I just struggled with the fact that uh, I was going to be uh, called to lead these missionaries and I remember fasting one day and uh, at the end of the fast uh, I felt worse than I did at the at the beginning and um, I remember kneeling down that night and uh, my prayers were uh, Heavenly Father, I, I can't do this. I need help. And uh, that was it. That was uh, the end of my prayer. That's all I said. I, it wasn't 
I'm grateful for the family or any of the things that you normally would say. And uh, the following morning, uh, I had a direct answer to that prayer. And uh, I got up about 5 a.m. And it was just in my mind, burning in my mind, ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And uh, I went into my study and got my scriptures and came in and uh, woke Elaine up. And we looked this up in John 15 and, um, and read that and talked about the fact that um, we really had the support of the Lord as we went forth to lead this mission. And it was a tremendous comfort, not only then, but really throughout our entire mission to know that the Lord knew who we were. He knew what our assignment was and that he would sustain us uh, on our mission. And uh, as a mission president, you have all kinds of uh, very interesting and challenging things to deal with. Uh, so it was a real it was a real blessing and a real answer to prayer. Wow. Wow. Elaine, well, when, when he read that scripture to yeah. me, it was like it was not his voice. I can't I can't explain it. Yeah. But he read it and um, you know, it was comforting to both of us. And we thought, okay, we can we can do this. And then I just kind of kept saying to myself, just do your best, and the Lord will do the rest. And he qualifies those who, whom he calls. And then we chose our scripture for our plaque. And um, we had several that we were thinking of, but the one that really spoke to both of us was the one from Proverbs 3, um, 5 and 6. It says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. And so <laughs> that's what we did. <clears throat> that's what we did. It's powerful. Can you... Yeah, what a... That is just powerful. I love to hear that. What a blessing it is to hear that personal spiritual experience what now that you've been back as you know mission presidents what you know what did it teach you what did you learn what would you say you I mean obviously a lot but anything come to mind well one of the things that I learned was that um, these missionaries that are serving are out there uh, you have all kinds a variety of every every walk of life and individual. Um, and one of the things that I learned was that they were all out there. They're all volunteers. They're all out there on their own. And they're all trying to do their best. Yeah. And in the mission field, uh, these young missionaries, they feel a certain amount of pressure. Many of them do. And there are all kinds of rules and getting up in the morning and studying and doing all these things. And uh, as they have returned home and we've been able to meet with them and see them, I, I've seen a lot of this pressure 
uh, come off and you see what fabulous, wonderful individuals these people are. And um, obviously the greatest part of uh, being a mission president was the missionaries. Sure. They were just spectacular. And um, I used to tell them uh, in zone conference, I'd say, well, you know, when after we all die, and we'll be there before you will, but uh, when you come through the veil, after you meet with your family and parents, we'll be right there yeah. to, to hug you and to tell you how much we love you. And uh, that, was the, that was the greatest part of, of serving that mission, was to be with these missionaries and to help them through. Uh, many of them had challenges that we were sure. able to, to help them with. So what would you, so Elaine, if you've got, you know, a listener right now that's maybe contemplating going on a mission, whether it be, you know, a young woman or a young man or even an, an older couple, um, what would you, what advice would you give them on, on missionary service and the decision of going or not? Well, I, <clears throat> I would say don't dismiss it right off. I'd say um, think about it. I would say, pray about it, and and get a witness that that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And because of the age change, the girl, the sisters were able to go at at nineteen, rather than twenty one. And when we had um, testimony meeting with <clears throat> with everyone after a temple session, the sisters would normally say. Um, I wasn't even thinking about a mission yeah. until the age change. And many of them said, I, I don't know that I would have come. But they also said, I know this is what I'm supposed to do right now with my life. And, <clears throat> and it, was, it was a great strength. I think the elders were a little <laughs> unsure with so many sisters. Um, they didn't yeah. quite know what to do at, at first, yeah. but they realized that the sisters um, could help them and strengthen them, and it was a, it was a good thing, and, um, you know, you just learn to love them, yeah. and, and going to the temple with them, we could go, um, how often did we go? Once a, once a month. And uh, that was just such a, a special blessing to be in the temple with these missionaries. Huh. And we could, you know, they'd come into the celestial room and we would be there to greet them That's and fantastic. give them a hug. And, and then we would go home and we would have uh, a dinner and then a testimony meeting. And they were just amazing times together. What years were you guys um, there? Uh, we were there from 2013 to uh, 2016. So not too long ago. No, well, we've been home five, five years. years now. Yeah. Yeah, that was right when the change happened. Yeah. And that was a big change. Yeah. But, you know, we, we keep in touch with these missionaries. We, on Facebook and you know, there are some of them are on their third child, and 
That's fantastic. And we've been to many of their weddings in the temple, and, you know, we just have a lot more children than we yeah. <laughs> thought we would have. They're, they're your grandchildren there. They really are. Well, thank you for sharing that experience. Um, what a... Yeah, that's something that is definitely, uh, I'm sure, in your world, you know, changed you spiritually for the better. You know, we know that serving does that. And uh, make no mistake, it's not easy, but it was worth it, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, Why don't we finish with this question? Um, We'll start with you, Elaine. Um, A hundred years from now, we're gone, obviously, and your posterity, great, great, great grandkids are listening to this very podcast. They find it on somewhere, and they're listening to you. And what would you, what, uh, what advice would you give them, and what would you want them to know about you? Um. I guess to know about me would be just that I always wanted to be faithful. I always wanted to do the right thing and to stay the course. And my my advice would be, um, you know, don't don't necessarily follow the the world. Don't give in to the world. And never give up. Never give up your faith. I used to tell the missionaries, your testimony is is the one thing that you take into the next life with you. And um, nobody can take that from you unless you give it away. And so I would just say... Just hang on to that testimony and make it stronger. Just do the things that will enforce it. Love it. Stuart, how about you? Well, I think a hundred years from now, I might like them to know that um, uh, I loved athletics. Uh, That was something that uh, was a big part of my life. You went golfing today. uh, Yeah, I went (laughs) golfing today. I learned a lot of lessons through that, uh, overcame a lot of obstacles. It was a great teacher for me. Um, I've run a number of businesses, and um, one of the things I've learned in that is uh, to be totally 100% honest in all of your dealings in business. Uh, There are often times that come up where it's easy to fudge or do something that's uh, maybe not appropriate. but uh, if you are totally honest, always, uh, things will work out. Uh, and um, that's an important part. And then obviously the uh, gospel of Jesus Christ, which is uh, the most important part of my life. Um, we had a little bit of a theme in the mission field, which was uh, to have the gospel inside of you. And uh it has always been with me. I felt like it is uh, who I am and what I do. And uh, I love the gospel, and I would want uh, my posterity 
to know and understand uh, how valuable that is to me and uh, how much I love the Lord and, and love the gospel. Yeah, it. it's our life. Love it. Every day. Yeah, that's, that's apparent. You, you guys, you can see that in who you guys are. You, I mean, anybody knows, who knows you, I think, sees that and feels that. That's, that's, you guys are great examples. Thank, Thank you. you. Tom, any last comments, thoughts? Oh, you know these. I, I know these people so well that, uh, and love them so much. Uh, Stuart and Elaine came over and saw us on our mission. And we went to see them on theirs. And uh, I don't know how they felt when they came to our mission. Uh, I hope they felt that we were enjoying ourselves and having the best time of our life. I sure felt that way when I went, when uh, Barbara and I went to see them. And it's not only been that, but we've had a dear friendship in every way, doing things together. And, but I think that which really binds us together is our common, common testimony of the truthfulness of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that commonality uh, binds you much more than other things do in this life. And I'm certainly grateful for the friendship. Thank you, Tom. We are too. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for taking this time to, to, to record this for us. And uh, with that... Uh, We'll, uh, we'll close. Thank you. Thank you.